From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you once again on episode number 47. I'm really excited about this episode because I like to view myself as a master of relaxation. And this episode is all about ways to calm yourself. And I'm going to give you five techniques to implement daily to relax yourself, to give back to yourself. Really important, right? You're living this go, go, go lifestyle. You're ruminating over your sensations every day. You're fearing that some sensations are a illness and you never really have time for yourself because you're so internal and you don't know how to reduce that anxiety response. So these techniques will help you reduce the anxiety response you are currently feeling, right? It's important that you give back to yourself. It's important that you take time alone with yourself. There's so many health benefits to that. So I like to view myself as a master of relaxation because I practice these techniques every day, especially going through anxiety recovery. I mean, I was anxious 24-7. And so just by doing these techniques, I was able to start grounding myself, relaxing a bit, giving back to myself. And the more I did these techniques, the more mindful I became over the sensations and the the stronger my mind became. So when you do experience high levels of anxiety, it's challenging to go from a level 8, 9, or 10 on the anxiety scale to a level 4. It's hard because your amygdala is activated. The amygdala is the fight, flight, or freeze response. When that's activated, it's hard to come down from that anxious state. It's very difficult, right? Most of the time for me, when I was going through generalized anxiety disorder, I only felt relaxed when I completely wore myself out emotionally. And that's usually near the end of the day where I would come home into my safe zone. Then I I finally took a breath, you know, and now I I was so worn out emotionally that I had no energy left. So then I started to feel relaxed. And I used to live a very go, go, go lifestyle. I didn't know how to relax. I didn't know what was going on with me internally. And I always distracted myself with bad habits, bad friends. And and so my view and my perspective over the world was very narrow, very, very narrow. 
I didn't know that there's all of these options out there to, to help with the way I was feeling. I was always stressed, anxious. I always had self-doubt and I always worried over minimal things all the time. I was very sensitized. So, and also you're never really taught by family and the educational system how to properly give back to yourself, how to use techniques to to deal with challenges that pop up randomly because that's how life is. Challenges pop up randomly. So having these five techniques in your tool belt, in your toolbox, when, when it, wherever you go, whenever a challenge pops up, you can apply these techniques to the challenge. And that's what I started to do. Uh, whenever I, a challenge would present itself, I would know instantly what to do, how to handle it. And that's super important. When you implement these techniques into your daily life, you then begin activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digestive system. Your sympathetic nervous system, your stress response lessens. And life begins to move more slowly. You know, it doesn't seem automatic anymore. You kind of get back into the present moment. You kind of, you know, become aware of your surroundings and, and you, you, you become immersed in the moment instead of ruminating over the future and, and concerning yourself over the past. So let's start with number five. Number five is sit with a soothing beverage and listen to calming music. I love this one. I love this one. I would go to the coffee shop, order a tea or decaf. I still like the taste of coffee, not the caffeine. And I would sit down near the window and put in my headphones and listen, listen to calming music. I'd listen to calming music and I would just look out the window and I would spend half an hour just sitting with myself and drinking my tea and enjoying that moment. That was it. And I would do this so often because I liked being in that present moment. I liked being in that moment with myself, no distractions, just me. And the music I'd listen to would be classical or jazz and I never used to listen to this type of music before when I was going through anxiety recovery I listened to a lot of punk rock alternative rock and I would listen to a very certain type of music I was very narrow-minded in my music but Maggie my girlfriend she is a huge admirer of classical composers. So she introduced me to classical music. And then my perspective opened up and uh, I started to open up my taste in music and I started to listen to classical and jazz. And, I'm, I'm, and, and I was like, you know what? This music is very soothing. It opens my mind. It actually requires 
discipline to sit through a long composition. It, it takes discipline. And so I started to listen to classical music and I would enjoy the many layers of the classical music. You know, you'd listen to the violins and then you'd pay attention next time to the horns. And then there's so many layers. So I would sit there, listen to a piece of music and just enjoy that moment with myself, you know. Sometimes it's good to do that when you have a challenge that you need to figure out because you don't distract yourself when you have a challenge that you need to deal with, right? You don't distract yourself with the TV, a video game, a movie. You don't you don't do that. What you do is you need to spend time with yourself and figure it out. Don't avoid it. And so this is a good way to to figure out a problem just by sitting with yourself and even with a piece of paper writing writing stuff down but i would usually go and sit down in the coffee shop just as a time for myself you know just to enjoy the moment just to look out the window and just have a moment to myself number 4 is read a book you're actually interested in read a book you're actually interested in I would have a hard time. I used to have a hard time going to the library and finding something to read. And then I'd keep making excuses for myself. You know, I couldn't find anything. But it's important that you just find something and read the back of the book. Find something that you may find interesting and give it a try. Start reading it. Start reading it. I started to read books outside of my comfort zone. I, I, I was reading Jane Eyre and... The Picture of Dorian Gray, great books. But um, I found Jane Eyre to be a little challenging because it was out of my comfort zone. Re- currently, I, I read a lot of self-help books and I love self-help books. Uh, some books include 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson, Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, Ego is the Enemy, some great books that I really love that help you uh, go through life challenges and help it helps you grow as a person. But getting a book and sitting down and, and reading it, it's a very calming experience. You not only learn, you're challenging yourself, but it's also you're giving back to yourself. You're not running around. You're not sitting in front of the TV. You're just there with a book reading. Very, very nice. Very relaxing. Number three, take a walk in nature. Very, very powerful. I would always feel rejuvenated after walking and hiking in nature. I would feel like I am fully recharged. And so the reason why I would feel recharged is because I grounded myself. And it's important that you ground yourself regularly. And grounding means absorbing Earth's flowing electrons through your body. That's what grounding means. Putting your hands in the dirt, in the grass, 
touching the leaves, putting your toes in the grass. Even 10 minutes of just doing that grounds you. And we are mostly disconnected from the Earth's natural electron flow because we're wearing shoes, because we're in the city. We get disconnected. It's important that you ground yourself. And it helps reduce inflammation. It also calms the sympathetic nervous system. It promotes balance. It boosts immunity. And it calms the mind. Also, this is really important. You're detached from the busy lifestyle, from the busy, consumeristic, materialistic society. You're detached. So you kind of rejuvenates the mind. Twohig Bennett from UEA's Norwick Medical School says, spending time in or living close to natural green spaces is associated with diverse and significant health benefits. It reduces the risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, premature death, and preterm birth, and it increases sleep duration. After spending an hour or two hours out in nature, maybe having a fire or taking a hike, I would sleep better that night. I would have a better sleep. I, and when, after I would leave the, the woods or, or the, the field or wherever I was, I would feel more grounded and spiritual and even more mindful as well. Number two is pay attention to your breathing. The breath is a gateway. When stressed, you tend to have shallow breathing. The negative energy builds up within your body. Breathing is a detoxifying technique and it releases that built up energy. Breathing affects our biochemistry and our physiology. You may find that when you are slouching, your breathing is more shallow, but when your posture is upright and your shoulders are back, your breathing is way better. Your stomach is expanding and contracting, right? That's how you breathe properly. Your, your stomach is expanding outwards. As you take that inhale, and when you exhale, your stomach goes back in. Breathing reduces CO2 in the blood, and it makes your blood more alkaline, which reduces the acidity in the blood, and your pH level goes up. So this means better immune health. And it reduces the stress response. Your amygdala, the fight, flight, or freeze response, reduces activation. That's 
important to know when you are experiencing anxiety that is level eight, nine, or 10, do this breathing to help reduce the activation of the amygdala. The breathing is four by four by four. Breathe in through the nose for four seconds. Hold for four seconds. And exhale for four seconds. Do that over and over again. And your body will feel the difference. And that brings us to number one. And that is meditation. I'm sure you saw this one coming. Meditation reduces anxiety reduces depression, and increases pain tolerance. Meditation also improves memory, awareness, and goal setting. Meditators have more alpha waves, which reduces negative moods, tension, stress, and sadness. It also improves the immune system, and you become less reactive during the day towards your negative thoughts. Meditation also helps solve problems. If you have a challenge, if you have a problem that you need to figure out, sitting and meditating is a great way to solve it because in that meditative state, you're able to view the problem for what it is and not react towards it. You're not giving that problem labels, right? You're able to sit calmly, view what you have to do, and then after the meditation, you will react accordingly, right? It's the same as when you do a body scan meditation. When you pay attention to your toes and your, your feet and then your calves, your knees and then your thighs and going all the way up to your head, when you scan your body and not give those sensations that you feel attention or not attention, but labels when you, when you don't give those sensations labels, you're not reacting to it negatively. You're just viewing the sensation for what it is, a natural bodily sensation, right? Cause anxiety sufferers view these sensations as, you know, dangerous, as life-threatening, as health concerns. But when you view these sensations for what it is, you don't give it labels. You just feel it and you disassociate yourself from that sensation, from that label. You then view it in a different manner. And that helps you with challenges and problems. It, Meditation also, you're less likely to give in to impulsive pleasures, to those, those bad habits that you know you should not be doing, but you do it anyways. And when you're breaking a bad habit, meditation is good for breaking that bad habit. You're less likely to resort back to that bad habit. If you feel that urge, go and meditate. And you'll see the difference. Also, 
you'll feel detached from your bodily sensations. You're more aware of them. And like I said before, with the body scan meditation, you're going to be less reactive towards your bodily sensations. And that is absolutely huge. And that is where I'm going to leave you on today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Remember to go over to the Anxiety Project YouTube channel. I post videos there. I post the podcast there. I post meditations there. I post all kinds of stuff there. So make sure to leave comments. Ask me questions because I will be doing a future Q&A podcast. So ask me anything and I will put it on the show and answer it on a podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.